0: <laughs> i don't know why that made me laugh so hard it's your show <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Did my voice like <laughs> it's just it's just really funny like we're we're like such good friends and we've been recording for such a long time but in, in the long you're like, hey, no this is your shit not mine Yeah, this, this is, is your show this is yours
1: you know i've never gone around uh proclaiming that it was mine Unlike another person who might be talking right now. Nobody
2: has ever done that in this channel right now. You
0: you should really listen to my podcast.
1: No no one. You're saying no one has ever. Never.
0: (laughs) Oh, Blue, I love you. Lies and the lying liars that tell them. But hey, friends, welcome to level 209 of Laughing Up Fuzzball. And welcome back to the Diversiverse. The Diversiverse. Yes, hopefully uh, you enjoyed the news episode that came out for 208 that I haven't recorded yet. Uh, actually, as you have heard the voices, it's laughing Up fuzzballs. Because both uh, Danny the Deuce and uh, Mr. Benjamin Bluford Blue the Fourth are with me to talk more Diversiverse. But because of scheduling stuff, we had to record before I recorded... And hello, future people. <laughs> hello. Hello, future people. <laughs> well, yeah. Like yeah. when you're, when you're, ta- when they're listening to you, like, this is us from the past. Like, this is a moment in time on the, on the 9th of
1: September,
0: year of our Lord Jeebus 2020. Uh, oh,
1: in my brain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It's all timey-wimey for all you Doctor Whovians out there. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, Danny and Blue coming back because we're keeping this Diversiverse thing going. Oh hey. yeah. And hopefully you enjoyed the uh, the Black Panther episode, that, uh, or the Chadwick Boseman specifically episode that me and Blue did. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're not done. We're not done talking representation and diversity and highlighting heroes that you may not have heard of. Because yeah, sure. There's lots of white heroes, and they're great. Their name is Homelander, and they're awful. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so awful. Homelander is awful, though. So fucking awful. Really bad. Uh, if you're not, if you're not watching the boys, watch it. It's so good. Uh, but you know, there's other shows in the world like Lovecraft Country, which uh, give you a really great education on some of the horrors of being a, a black body in America, especially oh. in the 1950s. Yep. But so, uh, yeah. not along those lines, but sort of like just in a, you know, lots of different people matter. We're we're enjoying talking about all these heroes that aren't Superman, that aren't I'm a pilot, Hal Jordan, that that aren't uh, aren't the heroes that you're used to, you know, the Wonder Womans and the Barry Allens and the insert white name here. Yeah. So uh, we figure we'll keep it going, but before we go anywhere. Danny, you didn't get to be there when we memorialized Chadwick Boseman, so now's your moment. What, what um, you, you got stuff to say?
1: I mean, I still, I feel like I still have plenty to say, but in short and sweet, it's a, it's a complete and tragic loss, and it's awful for his passing to really emphasize the mark that he made. He was able, you know, he had the charisma. He had the regalness and the same side of humbleness to give, you know, a community a role model that they never had to look up to. Like a real positive, real humble, and real strong role model. And he was able to bring that to life on screen. And and now we have, you know, at least two generations that had him for long enough to look up and see themselves and what they can be instead of, you know, other more negative stereotypes that normally was readily available. Now they had somebody that they could look up to. And it was tragic that it took him passing for people to have a different spectrum or perspective on watching Black Panther. And seeing what kind of a gem of that movie was instead of when he was alive and and being a little bit more critique of it instead of what it was, which is a fantastic possibility of what can be. So well said. Yeah. yeah. Be- Very well said. I mean, uh, I think Oh, go ahead. No, and and I'm 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 trying to like sum up the entire like two hour episode you guys did, but like It's the, that importance of that character of role model and like the regalness and kind of the example is why I don't think they should kill him off. I think they should recast them, but try to find an actor that would do it justice. There's plenty of amazing African-American actors outside of Chaswick Boswin, thank you, that could fulfill that role and honor his legacy. We've had multiple Batman. We've had mul- we have currently multiple flashes. There's no reason why we couldn't have multiple Black Panthers that could set the example that Chadwick laid before us. Well that's a, that's an
0: interesting take because that's a, you're the first person I've actually heard to say recast. And
1: and I want to say recast because what the brilliant thing about these characters, which some people have lost sight of is people don't go to the movie theaters to see the actor. With superhero movies, they go to see the actual fictional character. It doesn't matter really who they cast to play that person, because people aren't going to see Captain America for Chris Evans, because they didn't, because no one knew who the fuck he was. People (laughs) went to go see Captain America because it was Captain America. People are going to go see the Batman, not because of Robert Pattinson, but because it's a Batman movie. And Black Panther should have the same respect and the same influence as those other major white characters where people don't go see Black Panther because it's Chadwick Boseman. They go see Black Panther because he's a strong, regal, royal king that can carry a franchise while being African-American.
0: I I, I don't disagree with you. I honestly don't know the right answer. I don't know
1: that I would be upset about it. I don't think there is a right answer.
0: Yeah, like, I I totally feel you 100% with the Superman, Batman, insert, hero. Like, you can have another actor play it. I I mean, I I find a lot of value in Shuri getting the takeover, but I don't know how long that can be, like, continued. You know what I mean? Because, like, at least where the comics come from, they don't have that much to, like, keep that going before T'Challa gets reincarnated or however that works. So,
1: And, And I feel... Killing Chaswick Bozeman off screen doesn't do him any service.
0: Doesn't do him any justice.
1: Thank you. Yes. I just don't, I don't feel like you're respecting his character because this guy was a hard worker and coming from a line of hard workers, you don't want that work to just be swept under the rug. You want to be able to pass that hard work onto someone else who can carry that torch. And I feel like that's the natural progression. Not taken away from Surrey because that storyline is amazing and it's awesome and it and she can do the role, but killing him off screen will just kind of give that movie a weight that it doesn't necessarily need because right? okay. it'll just be awkward, right? It'll just oh he died now you're Black Panther like it, it, it's it's really it, I mean it's going to be as tough as recasting that character, but if you recast it with somebody who can have the same regalness, the same humbleness, and the same strength, I think it could you could win the, the public over, knowing that this person is taking that role in honor of Chazwick, not replacing them completely. Okay. Yeah,
0: I, I I respect where you're coming from. Yeah, Thank you. What, what do you think, Blue? I think he's right. I
2: mean, at the same time, I, I still would prefer to see Shuri take up the mantle just to see her do stuff because you have an opportunity to bring a strong female character of color into uh into the Marvel universe right now uh obviously they can also do it with Monica Rambeau spectrum uh you can do that with her as well but uh I really think this is like an opportunity to bring somebody up like that and Chadwick Boseman I mean he's a great actor and he's a really good guy I mean the fact that he was doing all this stuff like behind the scenes without anybody knowing you know and then on top of that going over to those all the cancer kids and talking to them about it like and nobody knew that he himself was like struggling with it that's pretty cool leave him with the honor but uh it he's also right I mean they've done stuff with Superman just I think what it needs is time it's a little too soon to to really really dive into it i think we just need to mourn the loss uh of somebody that was great right now and then once everything has calmed down a little bit then we can start talking about the future and stuff
0: like i yeah i think everything's been well stated like i agree 100 percent like very very interesting thoughts but we're not just here to memorialize chadwick boseman because lord knows we we did a what i think is a decent job
1: in episode 207 i mean danny you listened to it was it good enough it was, it was gorgeous and, and blue the way that you spoke of him re- being like what you wanted on screen as representation was was gorgeous and it really moved me thank, thank, thank you sir for speaking your mind oh
2: thank you thank you for listening for anybody who
1: listened
0: yeah, for anybody that listens we do indeed thank you it's uh, it's humbling yeah it's yeah. it's interesting the podcast has been going for quite a while and there's still people that listen to it. And uh, Jack, Jack, if you're listening again, hey, we name dropped you. I'm just going to keep hey. name dropping you to guarantee that I have one listener on every episode besides Danny or Blue. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what we're going to do, like what we did with the other diverse Verses, we're going to talk about characters that you may not have thought of. They might be deep pools, They might be weird pulls. And we're just going to bring them up. And and talk and it's basically the long and short. As long as they're not a Caucasian, they're fair game, with yeah. the caveat that they might be Caucasian if they speak to other ways of representing, like you know, the the misrepresented. So yeah, and I I don't want to kick things off. I I do have my own list, but who wants to go first, Danny Blue?
2: Uh Danny, I'm really interested to see who you have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Danny, yeah. So I think last time I focused on characters that were essentially rebranded from a white male into a different ethnicity or gender. I think this time I'm gonna do my best to speak to the sexual orientation. So my first pick for the night is Bobby Drake, Iceman. Nice. I I, okay. I always I grew up loving Iceman. Now this one's a little weird because he wasn't always gay um no he was not growing up he was always mr he was a he was a pussy crusher like this dude fucked everybody oh yeah and he then, did. like one day they brought in like the young x-men into the current universe from the past and brought him into the future and then young Iceman was like guess what i'm gay and then i was like how's that work when current Iceman is straight and then like past Iceman was gay and then like Iceman was in this closet the entire time and I don't think that reveal was done well at all it was super awkward and like I think fumbled but I think what saved it for me is when it was time for the past X-Men to go back into the past because you know time travel and you know time loops and parallels Bobby Drake goes to his younger self and he doesn't want him to leave. He's like don't you 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 can't leave. Like I can't do this alone. I I can't I I can't go back into the closet. Like I, I can't. And the young one looks at him and I'm paraphrasing for the time thing. He goes you don't have to, you know, like you can be yourself. And it was done so beautifully. Like it could, after that whole ruined run of him coming out of the closet, that last scene where he kind of like Encourages himself to to be himself was 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 gorgeous, was absolutely emotional and it, it was brilliant. And now Iceman's gay and like, which is again kind of weird. But he did date Mystique for like the longest time. So there, I mean, and Mystique can turn into anybody. So who knows? Maybe Mystique knew his secret. <laughs> <laughs> you think of it that way. <laughs> <Just a> little... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, I mean, Mystique, she's been around a long time and, you know, she's probably done her fair share of, uh, I mean, yeah, but she's yeah, so <laughs> super powered kids all over the place. Oh my God. She, like, right. But yeah, that's my, that's my pick is Iceman.
0: Yeah, I dig that. Like that, that actually, like, you know, it's uh, a news art thing that I talked about on the future episode that I haven't recorded, but like with, uh, the... <laughs> The news of Shia LaBeouf maybe being Iceman and then uh, with the actor who played Roy Harper on Arrow saying, like, no, it should probably actually be a gay actor that's playing Bobby Drake. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It should be
1: the guy who plays Roy Harper. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I agree. That would be a really, really amazing choice.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. But, yeah, it's it's just crazy now that we live in the, the to the point where it's just like, we don't have to cast these peer people to pretend to be this. Like, we have actual gay actors that could play a gay actor. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and did, did, we lose, did we lose Joe? Did we lose Joey? We might have. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Did he? Joey. So, do we? No, no. You, no, he's still oh, here. No, I can't hear him. I can't hear him. So, um... Do you want to just go? Should we stop? No, we should stop until he tells us to go. Oh, all right. But yeah, you're you're an X-Men fan. What, what's I am an your X-Men take fan. On, what's your take on Bobby Drake? I mean, he, technically, he's a light blue color. Well,
2: to be fair, Iceman was like my one of my favorite X-Men until I found out about Nightcrawler. Um <laughs> and then Nightcrawler was like I was all over Nightcrawler he was a shit but uh, Bobby as you said he he was he was the freaking he was the man he was a dude that you looked up to to like okay that's a good line right there I could use that line try to get me a girlfriend or whatever it's like yeah I'm down oh. to that but uh, uh, he I I also agree with you that the way that they came out with the information was very sloppily done very sloppily done and i'm very glad that they had a good writer come back in and fix it (laughs) because i was like this is a hundred percent pandering right now and not okay and then once they fixed it like it was much better
1: i agree like it did feel like pandering because it it wasn't organically it was like done just and it was a real i think it was a real insult to the readers and and it felt insulting to like the gay community to be like guess what you have a gay character now and it's just like yeah like and that's what i mean
0: yeah yeah
1: no i i definitely got that same feeling too but then when they
2: weaved they weaved it into the story and they actually had you know old bobby and uh the young bobby like speak to each other and have like a heart-to-heart I was like, that's the shit right there. That right there, that's good.
0: Like, he's right. Like, Bobby Drake is that now. It's changed, but you know what I mean? People change. People change. Yeah, that's a good choice, Danny. I dig it. Thank you. It's unfortunate that we had technical difficulties, and all of a sudden it sounded different. That's why. (laughs) He is one of my favorite characters. (laughs) All right. Well, Blue, why don't you go next?
2: All right. So the person I'm going to bring up right now is somebody that I don't think that we've brought up, uh, which is a crying shame. Uh, Cloak from Cloak and Dagger. Ooh, Mr. Nice. Tyrone Johnson. This dude is sick.
3: Ooh.
2: He, is, he is dope. He nice. is awesome. So um, if you haven't seen the show, if you don't know him from the comics. Have you seen the show? I have not seen the show as a matter <laughs> But I read the <laughs> comics, okay? I know him from the comics. There you go. Anyways. Yeah. So from from Keep the comic He's talking books, about Cloak. <laughs> yeah. From the comic books, uh he was originally with this girl. Uh I I believe her name was Tandy and Tandy and he got abducted. They were they were fucking kidnapped. And then they were experimented on. Ooh. Ah. And once they were experimented on, they gained <laughs> their powers that they already had, right? So his power is he can actually connect to this thing called the Dark Force. And uh, the Dark Force is actually really, really crazy because it feeds off of life force. And it makes him okay. himself, like, want to absorb, like, that, that life energy out of people. Now, now Tandy, who is Dagger, right, Dagger can actually sustain him and, like, throw, like, her little daggers into him, and it actually kind of feeds him, and he's like, oh, okay, cool, and, you know, satiates him for a little while, but this dude can teleport um, long, long distances. It can even teleport people with him long, long distances, um, because he actually steps into that dark dimension area. Super crazy, and uh, a couple, you know, like, a couple steps in that other dimension is, like, miles here in, in, in the normal world, so... He's able to traverse l- large areas. He's completely intangible for as long as he wants to be. Um, that's kind of ridiculous. He's very difficult to hurt, and he's a cool guy. He's very, um, very quiet uh, usually because he he does have a stutter um, when he is speaking when he's like in human form, which goes away when he turns into his cloak form, which is actually pretty cool, I think. Um, but he's a, he's a very interesting character. He's very deep, and he has um he has a lot of of things that I feel like they explore in his personality in the comic books and uh you guys will have to tell me if they explored any of of his deep psychological, you know, uh traumas and such in the in the show because I don't know if they did or not but uh he's uh he's a pretty interesting character and I think it's really good for people to to
0: check him out. Yeah, Tyrone's dope. Yeah. He's he's a really really cool character. I'll be honest, I don't, I mean, Cloak and Dagger, they show up every once in a while, like, in the comics that I've read, but, like, I didn't really get to know him very much until I watched the show. How about you, Danny?
1: I was a fan of Cloak and Dagger. I'm probably not as hardcore as Blue is, but I freaking love the show. And they do explore the trauma of uh, of his, the loss of his brother and kind of how that affected him and kind of the the ties that he has with Tandy. Oh, good. But... Oh, Honestly, you should... I can't believe you haven't watched the show. The show is so freaking good. And the way that they contrast the light and the dark of, like, uh, Cloak with his kind of side of nightmares and, and Tandy's ability to tap into someone's hopes and kind of melding together. But he was always... He, Cloak is an underrated, overpowered hero. Like, oh, he yeah. did so much. And... You know he has like a Mary Poppins like bottomless bag of what he can stick in his cloak. Like it's nuts. Like he he's like freaking insane. He can stick like armies in his cloak. Like it's crazy. And he's yeah. super strong. Like he's amazing character. Um, he was never a character that talked a lot, so he never really garnered my attention as much as he probably should have because he is a fascinating character and again really really powerful
0: oh yeah oh yeah you should really watch the show (laughs) i dig i dig tyrone like he's a really good choice blue yay so is it my turn yeah that's your turn man Okay, so I feel like we're off, and everybody listening, I do apologize. We had some technical difficulties, and it's sort of thrown us off our game. But my next choice is uh, somebody who I'm really surprised we didn't uh, we didn't bring up, and it's sort of interesting because we're going back to the uh, the Asian representation, but somebody who you normally wouldn't think about. My my next choice is Mother Truck and Cato. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Cato from the Green Hornet. You know, the sidekick of of the Green Hornet, but, uh, you know, played by Bruce Lee. My introduction to Kato is certainly in the uh, in the television show. But just uh, Kato is freaking cool because he's like he's like that mild mannered like valet, you know, and he's got the mask on. But like literally there's so many times where Kato like kicks butt and takes names and saves saves the hide of freaking uh, of the Green Hornet. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, with uh, Kevin Smith bringing the the cartoon a la the Batman animated series, I was like, man, I can't believe like that didn't come to any of our minds. Like, you know, you're right. I I should have thought of that earlier. Yeah. Like when I, it's not one of those where I'm like, how dare you, Blue? How did you not mention him? But when I <laughs> when I thought of him, I was like, oh, like I would have I would have thought that would have been a character that like Blue would have brought up. And I'm like just between like the 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 serials from the old days and then. You know, the television show with Bruce Lee, and then, you know, everything that's come recently, including the, <laughs> I'm Seth Rogen, Green, Lan- Green Hornet. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I actually liked that one. I, I didn't think it I was it. terrible. I, I, liked, I, liked it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Did you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think uh, Green Hornet is is cool. Period. Like just like with its like more down to earth and its noir stuff. But I think Cato Cato's a cool character. What do you guys think about him?
2: Oh, I absolutely agree. Like full heartedly. And I can't believe uh, I I never uh, I didn't think of him until like you said it, and I was like, oh my god, how did I not? <laughs> like I was kicking myself for a second after you
1: mentioned it. And I don't like the fact in the Seth Rogan one because originally Cato was kind of his servant. Or, like, his, like, you know, his Alfred. But in the newer one, in the Seth Rogen one, that I guess me and Blue are the only in our own boat on that one, is that he wasn't a servant. Like, he was, like, a guy helping him. So he was almost equal or as better than the titular character, the Green Hornet. Like, and I thought they did that, gave that character more justice instead of being, like, a manservant that has to, like, care to uh, the Green Hornet's character. That's fair. Yeah.
0: I mean, this is somebody who I literally wrote down when we talked about Shang Chi in the last Diversiverse episode, where I was just like, "Mother trucking Kato,"
1: but I'll wait my turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait till wait till Shang Chi comes out because Shang Chi's gonna fuck. Oh right yeah. Shang chis gonna uh-uh. fuck. Yep, he, he's yeah. gonna do it. But mm-hmm. I,
0: I think uh, it's exciting that like you know there's gonna be more stuff. Like there's a movie in development from Universal, then there's whatever the cartoon is that Kevin Smith's working on. So there's gonna be more for this. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah that's cool. And, that's a good pull. and uh, I mean, I didn't hate the Seth Rogen movie. I just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was different. <laughs> it was definitely different. Sounds like we got to do a
2: comic book movie defenders for oh, it. Oh
0: snap! Yeah, I, I think like that 2011 film. It was not Cato that I disliked in that movie. How about that? <laughs>
2: that's fair. That's fair.
0: Still got to defend it. I'm with Blue on this one. I, I will have to rewatch it because I really remember very, very little about it. But Jay Chow did a good job as a martial arts expert. And I'm done. I think that's good. And Cameron Diaz is in the movie, so yeah. of course it's good. And Christoph. Uh, yeah? Yeah. In indeed, Christoph Waltz. I didn't even remember he was in that movie. So <laughs> <laughs> There we go. All right, Danny, it's it's on to you. Who's uh, your
1: next uh, member of the Diverseverse? So I feel like this character is going to get booted because I know we're not trying to do main popular characters. Um, and he's probably in my top five easy okay. characters. Oh, so if, if it gets booted, just let me know. I'll pick another. But this one, he's considered pansexual, even though I don't, oh, I guess he would be pansexual. But I'm talking about the Greek god, Marvel's Hercules. Uh, so
0: yeah,
1: I feel like Hercules is a white dude, but <laughs> he is. But he's also sexually fluid. That sounded gross. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is what he is. Yeah, he just he, you know, he likes the party, and he doesn't care if you're man, woman, uh, demigod, demon, like beast. Beast. I mean. I guess my my one thing is uh, Loki's
0: sexuality is also semi-fluid, and I wouldn't bring up Loki.
1: I don't know, like... but Loki's like he's been in a movie. Like he has like a fan club. Like Loki, if because we're 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 supposed to be doing like cuts, right? Like deep cuts. We're we're not talking about like Batwoman or anybody else. Like Loki, he's he's had three movies and he has a following, but like Hercules hasn't had his day in the sun. In the media, obviously in the comic books, he he took over for the Hulk for a while while he was in space. So, I mean,
0: everybody, everybody who listens to this podcast knows that we love us some Hercules. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Because we we do talk about him a lot.
2: (laughs) We do.
1: Fucking
0: awesome.
2: Yeah, Yeah. he is fucking awesome. That's why we talk about him a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I so, I just like I I struggle with like throwing him in there with like the LGBTQ plus stuff because I don't know that the focus of Hercules is his sexuality. But it shouldn't be. Your Steve. sexuality shouldn't be your focus, though. It's just
1: part of who you are.
0: Well, yes, but when we're talking representation, like it, it would be a key component of the character. Yes, when okay. we're talking representation, yes.
1: We're talking about representation, but like how, I mean, do you want him to be, like, caricature gay? Or something? No, no. Like, like what's your mean,
0: I mean, you know? I, I, I actually, I think I, I get where you're going with this, Danny. So for people, like, you know, he is very sexually fluid. He's pansexual. So if you're looking for a character that actually has a lot to do with you that you would not think typically would fall under those lines, Hercules is a good option. So I sort of dig that. Constantine as well falls into that exact same category. Yes, indeed. Is that your pick, Blue?
2: No, but that uh John Constantine would uh would definitely fit the bill if that's the route we were going to go.
1: Yeah, and Loki. Like I think all those are are awesome choices. And yeah. you know, it's, it's Hercules himself who happens to be pansexual. That's a great hero. It's his actions that that make him such an awesome hero who just happens to like the party.
2: Well yeah, he's <laughs> I will say this, he takes after his father.
0: <laughs> no. He does. He does.
1: Cross oh, me out so much.
0: Comes down as a cow and consorts with ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> takes after his dad. So I think like Constantine's a good pull there too. Like I really like what they did with him in Legends of Tomorrow, like how they focused on the fact that you know what I mean, he he likes everybody, but you know that entire relationship in Legends is all about his boyfriend. Yeah, yep. exactly. And you know, Constantine is that blonde haired, blue eyed devil, you know what I mean? Like, like exactly you're, you're very, and he's even British, so it makes it worse. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, he he's complicated and he he loves who he loves, you know, and he does his thing and he's exactly. magical and mystical and he likes to f with everybody yep. in, in different ways, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah, good. so I dig Hercules down that angle. Like, you know, people might not think of him. They just think, oh, he's a Greek god. Like, he doesn't have anything to do with me. But he, he, they might actually. Yeah, he might. Yeah, I That's dig a that.
2: Good. I actually like that poll. Good poll, Danny.
0: Good hey. job, Mr. Deuce. All right, Blue. Who you got next? All right, so
2: I'm gonna bring up Mr. Angelo Espinoza, otherwise known as Skim. You guys huh. know him? Nope. No. no. Really? Neither of you? Nope. Wow. Okay, so he is um, a former X-Man. He came out during the Generation X comic books. Um, and basically what his power is, is that he is one of those mutants that cannot pass for like a normal person. Um, unfortunately, he does have six extra feet of malleable skin that kind of hangs off of his body but oh, he can control yeah. it. Yeah. He's super gray, like his skin is super gray, but he's uh he's Hispanic, Angelo Espinosa. And uh he's re- he's got a really tragic story, man. Like his his power was basically going off at the get-go when he was born, and he was basically just like thrown out. And then he went from foster care to foster care before um he was actually, you know, taken up by the uh um the xavier institute and then he joined up with the rest of everybody you know he he met jubilee and Sabretooth and frost and uh this was when Sabretooth was sane for a little bit um <laughs> you know because uh, that guy is whoo he, he's a piece of shit um but uh but uh he he got to roll with the x-men for a good long time and uh he formed friendships and and you know relationships and stuff he's a really good guy it's sad that you know everybody treated him so so horribly wrong not only because he was a mutant that looked as much as he did but then they found out he was hispanic on top of that you better believe they were touching on all parts with his stories whenever he was involved
0: yeah like i'm looking at different like he's from south central la so that really that feels topical and uh, is a surprise blue because normally you don't like the stretchy powers I That's don't
2: usually like the stretchy powers,
0: but this kid was cool. Like, I really appreciated his character. Yeah, I'm looking literally looking at an image of him, like, being crucified. Yeah, he says, like, evolution is not God's will. Like, deep.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, if you read any of, like, the, the comics and stuff, it all gets into
0: stuff like that. And it's just, like, oh, oh, like, really topical. You can shapeshift, too. Like, man, yeah, I dig this. I dig this choice, Blue. Yeah, he's really cool, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sorry that I don't know more about him. Is there more you wanted to say about him? Well, other than the fact that you should definitely read him, um,
2: he did have a part in the whole Age of Apocalypse thing, which was pretty cool. I, I really don't want to spoil the the story, but he if you if anybody knows the the whole Age of Apocalypse, uh, storyline where everybody was like super different, like Nightcrawler was evil and and people were trading freaking places all over the place. It was, it was nuts. Um, but check that story out too, because he
1: played a really important role in that one as well. Leave it, leave it to blue to have a super deep cut, like fucking skin. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. fucking deep. <laughs> so that's a, a good transition to me
0: because mine is not a deep cut, at all whatsoever but does fall into uh you know this is laugh it up fuzzball which does make it a star wars podcast let's Mm -hmm. talk star wars comics for a moment and discuss dr chelly afra chelly afra new character yeah new character the uh i guess the indiana jones analog for the star wars comics oh Chile. yeah so, i remember yeah yeah she's not only like drawn as if she's asian but also she's she's an out lesbian yeah she's rad she's super rad it brought you murder droids and triple zero and bt1 brought you a new wookiee to love and black kersantan and uh she's just she's basically like an inverse in morality to Indiana Jones like she's a she's a space archaeologist she looks for for Jedi artifacts and temples and and all this stuff and and she just she's intertwined in F's with like the entirety of continuity. Like, not so much in, like, Deadpool with, like, fourth wall breaking or anything, but literally, like, that's where you discover that Han Solo was once maybe married to Sana Staros, who is also the girlfriend of Chili, and then she's dating an Imperial or a First Order, and, like, she's she's just messing up everything and throwing, like, tuca cats with bombs in them, and, yeah. <laughs> like, literally, when you read Dr. Aphra, it's just these wild, like, serial adventures where she just, like, doesn't care. She's all about, like, profit and, like, living t- another day and, like, interacting with Vader. And the entirety of it, like, she's she's gay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, like, right, she's really badass, like, tech tattoo on her arm. And, yeah, and they the authors find ways to, like, connect to her past where, like, there's these like, really heartfelt moments. And at the same time, like, she just doesn't give a shit yeah and uh while she's not been in any like live media like one can hope because she's she's freaking great like <laughs> one of my, my favorite like star wars characters that has been created like to me like she's sort of along the lines of like thron where like when Thrawn came out it was like oh Thrawn," and uh cheliafra like to me fits that fits that mold do you guys know a lot about her or no
2: i don't know a lot about her because i didn't get a chance to read all the books but when you had brought her up to me before i did do like the wiki thing and like read up on her character and i was like fuck this chick is dope <laughs> like and looking at all the artwork um before like i i i went to look it up again cuz i was like Jelly afra and then i looked at the i was like oh doctor afra got it okay and then i realized who you were talking about and i was all for it yeah, and I, I really like, remember reading up on her. She's awesome.
0: Pretty sure it was Karen Gillen's Vader run, like that first Vader run with uh, Marvel, is mm-hmm. where she was like introduced, and then like they got like she got her own comic in 2016, and since then she's just been hijinks and and wittiness and weirdness and always a wild adventure. And like definitely a comic I still pull and I love Shelly Afra I think like, it's so good. And I think it's, it's important. Like, you know what I mean? Like she is a lesbian character in star Wars, like yeah. unequivocally. And yes, she's in the comics, but she's like so intertwined with like, they find ways to weave her into like the story that, you know, in some ways, like not too much because you know that you have to be careful, but uh, yeah, she's great. Really, and like literally won a GLAD award because how great she is. Danny, you have any thoughts on uh, Afra?
1: I'm not too familiar with Afra's character, but I do know that she has a huge following. Like, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head with the Thrawn analogy. Like, people who like Afra love Afra, and they're always kind of pushing to get a live. Action version of Afra. I think it's a dope choice.
0: Yeah, she like literally in one of her stories. All of a sudden, there's like uh, a sniper rifle that's powered by like like lightsaber technology. And like you know, if, if I just said that, like I'm gonna do a story with that, you guys would be like, no, like you you shouldn't. <laughs> but thought- because because it's in Afra, like once you're invested, you're like, okay, cool, like yeah. <laughs> I'm on board with this. I like,
1: uh the librarian
0: i don't know no but but yes but i don't it's hard to like afra is just wild she's crazy and she's wonderful <laughs> and uh and i i think it's a i was like you know this is really great because i can actually get a star wars character since we're like talking comic books like onto the list like dr afra is righteous and if you haven't read them friends read her friends do yourself a favor like look up some it's it's good stuff it's it's pretty great yeah
1: yeah. All right. What uh, I guess we're back to you, Danny. All right. So I kind of want to jump on this character before they blow up. This okay. character is rumored to be making his introduction into the one of the Marvel TV shows, and that is Wiccan. Ah, Ooh. Ah, nice.
0: We talked a little bit about Wiccan in the last episode, but not in depth. Tiny so little bit, yeah.
1: Yeah. So Wiccan... Is a gay character. He's part of the young Avengers. And he's in a relationship with the half Cree, half scroll uh character named Hulkling. Yep. And he is I don't want his son, quote unquote, but more of the product of Wanda and Vision, as in the sense that Wanda kind of manipulated reality to bring him <laughs> into <laughs> existence. Yeah, she did, it's totally fucked. It's so fun <laughs> and, he, and he, you know he's not supposed to exist but he's he also has the power similar to Wanda where he has magic and it, he's a, an integral part of the Young Avengers he, he's really awesome twin brothers with the speedster I can't remember his name right now um blue you got me on this no uh yeah can't remember off the top of my head. Ah, you fail. So, anyways, so yeah, I was gonna say impulse, but that's wrong. But yeah, so he, he has a twin brother. They're not supposed to exist, which is kind oh, of like
2: they're not, and they didn't for oh, a while.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah it's speed,
0: like, right? Speed that's, speed. that's his name. Speed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Fucking horrible name. So like, and you gotta. Not only does he have to deal with like being gay in the superhero hero community, but he also has to deal with the fact that he's not supposed to exist and he knows this. Like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Both him and his brother are fully aware
0: that they are not supposed to be. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, like when people bring up Wiccan, like, I don't know what podcast it was I was listening to, but literally Wiccan is Billy and Hulkling is Teddy so literally they're Billy and Teddy and i love that with every ounce of my being yeah. like, they they're literally the gay bill and ted of the marvel universe <laughs> yep. and, and the, they go on time adventures and oh it's good
1: <laughs> and the relationship is so amazing it's so strong like they care for each other so much to the point where they're doing the new like I don't know Empire secret invasion thing right now. It's going on, and Hulkling's taking his mantle as the king of Kree and Scroll and Billy's there at his sides because that's the man who he loves, and he's gonna, goddamn it, support him even if it's taking over the fucking galaxy.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm so happy you brought him up. He actually was like on my side list for like a future episode. I'm like we need to talk more about Wiccan. So I'm really, really happy that you brought him up. Like he, it's good. And like Hulkling deserves like a mention too, like just because like they're they're a pair. Like you don't talk about you know, Billy without talking about Teddy. Like they're so they're so there, you know what I mean? And it's not just like a relationship, like they're like best friends too. Like you know what I mean? It's like a real solid relationship. It's not just, you know, banging between the sheets. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it I absolutely agree and that I um I really appreciate that they don't like take that kind of view with it that they form an actual relationship and through the books and uh, it, you can really feel for it it's really great I think it's a I think that was a great poll Wiccan yeah. is awesome And it brings us
0: back, like, Loki actually is, like, involved, like, in one of the newer Loki comics. Like, literally he has, like, my drag brunch with Loki, and it's, like, (laughs) it's Wiccan and Loki, like, talking in, like, a drag bar about, like, relationships. Yeah. uh, It's it's pretty great. Like, I I dig that. It's a really solid choice, Danny.
2: But that's why I really like the books as well with Wiccan. I think Wiccan himself and Speed, both both of those kids, are such a solid choice for storytelling because they have so many things against them and they're just trying to live their lives as best as they can. Like, yeah. it's it's really ridiculous to to see when they do have to deal with the fact that some some of the, you know, heroes are like, shut up, you're not even, you're literally not even supposed to be here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I dig that very, very much. Yeah. All right, guys. I really have to go to the bathroom, okay. but, but I don't want to delay. So, uh, Blue, do you want to talk about your next hero, and then I'll just jump in like wherever it is? Okay. I'm sorry, I just really have to. Like, my no, eyes, go for it. I see go yellow. For it. So, yes. uh, I'm gonna sit here and listen <laughs> to hear. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here and listen to hear who your next hero is. Okay. At least talk for like a minute. <laughs> I got you. All right, go.
2: All right, so my character is Jason Rusk, the Second Coming of Firestorm. We're we're going DC now, DC Comics. All right. So Firestorm, uh, for those of you that don't know, and I know uh, Mr. Nick, you know, you know who I'm talking about. You don't like this one as much as as, as Ronnie, which is totally fine. Ronnie was the original. It's cool. A lot of people are. Are, are purists that way but Jason I think has a more interesting story because Jason is um, African American and he was not in a good place when he first started I mean his uh, he was in a, a low income family um, they were living in Detroit they did not have uh, any money coming in and as a matter of fact his, his father ended up losing a hand s like some industrial accident. And then his mom was like, "Ugh, this guy is getting unbearable. So she booked it and left as she left Jason with him instead of taking him. So he's like, oh God, now I got to, now I got to deal with dad. Mom's gone. I, I need to go to college. I got to get my life together. I don't know what I'm going to do. And so the only thing that he could do um, in his situation, being in Detroit, he, he turned to a local thug and was like, Hey, I mean, if you've, if you've got any kind of jobs or anything for me, like, I hear you you hire people to do things. And the dude was like, yeah, you know what? I can use you as a courier. You're you're strong. You're fast. Like, that's what we're going to do. So he sent him to go on a job, and then that's when Jason ended up finding the Firestorm Matrix, and uh, it was searching for a new host because, you know, Ronnie, Ronnie himself had died, and then he ended up getting the firestorm matrix like this power that basically gives him control of atoms themselves it's really ridiculous it's supremely overpowered to be honest the amount of power that um firestorm actually possesses and uh he actually is able to fuse with like multiple people not just the the old professor although he does fuse with the old professor i think of the show what's the show called uh uh danny what's that show
0: which show Legends of Tomorrow?
2: That's it, Legends of Tomorrow. In Legends of Tomorrow, he does fuse with the uh, the Doctor, like, exclusively. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. But he does have a lot of things that he doesn't, like, get to do, you know, as as a hero because of the fact of where he came from. And then they ended up... Um, what, what did they end up doing with him? They actually ended up taking him out, didn't they? And uh, Ronnie came back to life, and now Ronnie is... Um, with the doctor again, isn't he?
0: I think in the comics. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I don't know what happened to Jason after that, but if you get to read, I think his, his stories were a little more interesting because this kid had a pretty much nothing to lose except his self-respect. And that's all he was trying to gain was a little bit of self-respect and a little bit of dignity by becoming a hero, which I thought yeah. he could have, he could have gone the other way and just started
0: a life of crime, but he didn't. Like, I, I think Blue, just like me, like, deep cut, I was like, man, I, like, didn't even realize, like, I I didn't know about his reign as Firestorm at all. Yeah. Like, so I, I really appreciate you, like, bringing him up, like, and with his ab- abusive parent, like, yeah, there's a lot there. Yeah, there's a lot there. Any, oh. Anything more for Mr. Jason Rusk? Uh, not from me. Danny, did you have any thoughts?
1: No, but, I, I mean, again, you're on the roll with your, with your deep pool, sir, that's... I have my work cut up if I'm going to start cutting this deep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's a a good segue over to me. Once again, the Wookiee not cutting deep, uh, but bringing up a character that I'm surprised we haven't mentioned to this point, straying away from Marvel and DC. let's, uh, Let's talk a little Todd McFarlane and talk about Spawn. Ooh, good one like because you know we initially started this list like just thinking like african-american heroes Mm -hmm. and then we we've branched out like wonderfully like into you know latino latina asian lgbt disabled but uh spawn like you want to talk about like you know a character that i knew about when i was young like before i ever dreamed about like being a pundit for all this like wonderful stuff like and this is more than just that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that movie. Like, Spawn, like, at least for, like, our age group, like, you know, really infiltrated, like, at least our, like, cultural consciousness. Oh, yeah. You know, like, people know, like, even people that have no idea what Spawn is about see that image and, like, oh, motherfucking Spawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think, like, there's, there's a lot. To, I remember, like, like when the movie came out and some of my friends saw it, they were like, wait, Spawn's black? Because, like, yeah. you, you don't <laughs> you don't see his face. You know what I mean? He's always, yeah. like, with his cape and his thing. And they're like, wait, Spawn's black? And yes, friends, if you didn't know, Spawn is black. Like, yes, hell yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Albert Francis Simmons, like, from Detroit, Michigan, which yep. and, and nowadays feels very prescient. I'm like he. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, a marine and a member of the Secret Service and the CIA, and uh, you know, ends up things go awry for him, and he makes a deal with Malbolgia, and he becomes a Hellspawn, and then uh, kicks ass and and takes names and fights the devil and everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, Danny loves him some Spawn, and I'm sure Blue, you're in the same boat. Oh yeah, I have, I have. Literally all of the original comics up to 104. Beautiful.
1: What about you, Danny? I know you're buying at the bit to talk about some Spawn. I remember when Spawn came out. And that number one issue was like fucking just selling like hotcakes. And people didn't know he was black because his character was kind of similar to Deadpool where he's like extremely charred. So he was kind of, uh, you couldn't tell his the city until the movie came out. But, holy crap, like, there's a character just visually you can do anything with, and it just looks amazing. You could put a fucking, he's like the Barbie of comic book characters, like, throw a cowboy hat on him, amazing. Put him in a fucking Buccaneers outfit, amazing. Like, (laughs) Spawn. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, visually, he's so, like, flexible, and Todd McFarlane just designed a perfect way to merchandise the fuck out of them.
0: So, yeah, yeah, he did.
1: Yeah, he
2: did. I have all. I had all those original action figures too. <laughs> Spawn was like the shit back in the day. <laughs> yeah, mom and dad wouldn't let me watch the cartoons, and they they eventually stopped letting me read the comics because mom actually read some and she was like, "Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> you can't
3: read this yet." Like what the. <laughs>
2: And then she was like, "Well, I mean, I'm glad he's reading, but like, we we need to control this shit a little bit."
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty
2: dark.
3: Yeah, it's very dark.
1: Blue, as 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 the amazing artist that you are, and you've yeah. already it, it, you've got enough with your hate with Spider-Man. Yeah, where is Spawn from an artist perspective? At least from your perspective.
2: Oh, dude, Sp- Spawn is hard uh, for me personally. Spawn is very difficult because he has that same um, head type as Spider-Man. So that makes it hard for me to convey a lot of emotions. As, well, I guess with Spawn, you only need the one. <laughs> 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 fucking rage. Just as long as he looks fucking pissed, you're good. But uh, <laughs> what made it hard for me to draw Spawn is um, I've never been very good with flowing uh, fabrics. Um, so, But it's good practice for me. Um, to do so, because his cape is alive, and so the cape can do, like, so many amazing things, and you can position it in ways that you wouldn't normally position clothing, which is great, because it is alive, and you can kind of just be like, yeah, I I did that on purpose, duh, like, his fucking cape is alive, you idiot, and then, but that became the problem for me, was the believability, and they're just like, yeah, but it doesn't look like you did it on purpose. It looks like you were trying to draw a normal cape and you fucked up. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, you caught me. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but yeah, from an artist standpoint, he's difficult.
0: I, yeah, I just felt like in the but you know the third episode of the diverse or I guess the fourth if we include our uh, Chadwick Boseman memorial. I just was like, man, I can't believe we haven't talked Spawn yet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's uh, he's solid and like so freaking cool, like definitely like Deadpool cool before yeah. Deadpool Deadpool cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. You quote that one, Roman Campos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's had a movie. He's had a TV series. Yeah. I don't know. I think Spawn Spawn is kind of up there on the heroes list for me. Yeah, he's
2: pretty up there, he's, especially uh...
0: for like an independent character. Yeah. Mm. Especially for an independent character.
2: And he's very deep, too. Like, um, like his whole story and everything, once you, you get a step away from the fact that, you know, um, yes, he's a spawn and all this stuff, like, the fact that he keeps going back to, like, his wife, and he loved her so much, and you actually start getting out into the psychological aspects of what Spawn is, Todd McFarlane did a great job, like, bringing this character to life.
0: Yeah, it's it's I mean, he started it, I think he was like 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah. When he when he first started that. So like it's it's always been a labor of love for him. I just like I I love that movie. I'm not even going to lie. Like I, love, I loved it too. John Guzamo as a clown was the best. <laughs> we did it in a CBM yeah. Defenders like I'm trying to well, it was uh, September 24th. 2017 laughing at fuzzballs episode 59 so it's an episode that's not on anchor but i could definitely maybe do that as like one of the next uh waybacks if i need to use it for school so oh, yes yeah. awesome. it was actually cbm defenders number one the very first time we uh defended a, a superhero movie that people thought might be bad was me and blue talking about spawn <laughs> yep <laughs> oh man such a such a good john leguizamo is a violator like all the time, please. I feel, I feel like that movie didn't
1: need defending.
0: You know, I also agree, but but we're we're standing on an island. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny,
1: what's your what's your next choice? All right, so my next choice, he is again. I think he looks cool. He has a a rocketeer vibe to him. He can control light. I'm talking about DC Comics the Ray. Ooh, nice.
0: Interesting pull, cool. Super yeah. deep.
1: I'm trying yeah. to go I'm trying to catch up, Blue.
0: Yeah. No, I dig that. You you've got another uh you know blue-eyed blonde haired hero, but but you're He's right gay. on you're right on target with your LGBT.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. He is gay. He's part of the currently, I believe currently He's part of the Freedom Fighters. I know he wasn't always gay. I think it was more of a. I don't know if he's gay in the comics or just in live action in the Arrowverse. But either way, I think he's an awesome character. Visually, he's always been one of my favorites. I love the double breasted kind of World War II bomber jacket thing that he wears. Uh, The helmet's dope, and he can manipulate light. He can use it to fly, he can use it to beam. Like, his light power, he can manifest things out of light. Um, I just think he's an awesome power. He has that golden black kind of costume look to him, so it gives him a, a similar look to uh, one of my favorite heroes that I've mentioned before, Sunspot. So it just, I think the shading with the light and the black always makes him look ominous and powerful and, you know, fucking mean and angry. Like, he's, he's a cool hero. Um, And he's definitely up there with one of my DC uh, favorites. I mean, I think he's really interesting because his name is actually Ray.
0: Like, he's Raymond, <laughs> yeah. Raymond Terrell. But he goes by the Ray. <laughs> like, who is the Ray? Can't be Ray. <laughs> yeah. They'll never catch on. <laughs> but, like, he also has, like, a really, like, tragic backstory. Because, like, doesn't his father, like, tell him, like, Exposure to sunlight will kill you, so he like keeps him secluded, and like then like he comes out and realizes it was all bullshit yeah. well yeah he
1: he so his dad tried to keep him secluded because sunlight would have activated his powers, and it wasn't that his father died in combat as I think the original ray that his he gets uh talked into stepping outside and once he steps outside, he kind of. Gets the powers and embraces the title of the Ray. Yeah, and I mean he's no punk. Like he's fought up against Vandal
0: Savage and Neron. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, he fights,
1: I mean it, this is gonna sound cheesy shit, but he fights alongside Uncle Sam, and yep. the Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters are awesome. They're so <laughs> fucking good. They're one of my favorite DC teams. I feel like it's like me and like eight dudes who, who read those series, but like. Every time they release the Uncle Sam Freedom Fighters, like, I'm reserving a copy because they're just a fun team to read. Yeah, Uncle I do... Sam was so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
3: fucking awesome. Fuck you.
0: I, I seem <laughs> to remember, like, Original Ray had a relationship with Black Canary. So I think the whole, like, being gay thing is, like, newer. But that, that also is tying into, like, your running theme of how, like, they ch- they change different things. And, like, that. who cares? Who cares yeah, who he loves? Exactly. You know? Who
1: cares who we yeah. loves? And they did it in a way that felt organic. Like, just like, okay, he's, this is his orientation now. So, like, this is who he is. But yet, he can still be an amazing, awesome character. Yeah, and although I don't know that I'm one of the eight,
0: like, anytime you mention Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters, I'm on board. I mean, any team that can be destroyed by government cutbacks, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. <gosh. laughs> So uh, yeah, the Ray the re is awesome. And I dug like they they had him in uh you know they threw him into the DCW and he was like popular enough that he got his own animated show. So that was cool. Yeah. And he got to fight in uh Earth X against Nazis, so that's cool. And he had in a relationship with that version of uh of uh Captain uh Captain uh Iceman? What I can't think of his name right now. Captain Cold. <laughs> Captain Cold. Yeah. Yep. So uh Yeah. With Leo Snart himself. So yeah, I I dig it, Danny. That's a really good choice. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. What about you, Blue? Who you got coming up next? Well, seeing as we're
2: doing deep pulls from fricking DC, I'm going to do one that's a little, a little (laughs) more mainstream because she was in a recent movie, but at the same time she wasn't like the, the star of the movie. And I feel like she didn't, she was very underappreciated in the movie itself. Um, We're going to talk about Katana. Ooh, nice. nice. Tatsu Yamashiro. She is fucking rad. First of all, she has a very um very tragic backstory. Like her her husband is dead um and became trapped inside her sword, the the katana that she does wield. Um her parents also are within that sword. Because this sword is, like, alive. It is a mystical weapon and absorbs the souls of the people that it kills. It's it's not always the best sword to have around because it does allow her to talk to the spirits, but it also kind of takes over her sometimes. She is extremely talented in hand-to-hand combat, in using the sword itself, and she... She herself is actually very heroic. She goes out of her way to, like, help people a lot of the time, which is why they inducted her into the Justice League for a little while. She was part of the Birds of Prey. Black Canary trusted her enough to, like, make her part of the team, you know? She was also part of the Outsiders, which is a whole other team of, like, people who are willing to kill kind of, like, the
0: anti-Batmans, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, like, well, yes, you say anti-Batmans, but, I mean, it needs to be said, like, hand-picked by Batman for the outsiders. Which is
2: true, which is true. Yeah, that but still like those are the people that he knew would get the job done. And she is she is pretty incredible. She is Japanese born, so I thought she would be a really great pick for this list.
0: Yeah. I mean, like her look now is really rad with the mask and like the the samurai armor like on her shoulders but i will mm-hmm. say like when she first came out and that like red and yellow costume with oh like, the yeah blue, it was blue bad. booties <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like if you're if you're looking for some red katana and all of a sudden you see that like red and yellow monstrosity like no 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 it gets better <laughs> yeah
2: it does it does get better i promise
0: <laughs> and like her husband's soul being trapped in the sword that she's using to like do vengeance and justice it's pretty uh pretty interesting yeah it's pretty uh it's it's something else you know and
2: the and the fact that um she has so many other people that's like trapped within the sword she can actually you know like i said communicate with those people and pull on their you know their experiences and their and their memory and stuff to like help her through different things you know
0: well i mean just like what she goes through in blackest night like uh <laughs> breaks your heart oh yeah,
3: yeah. oh yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, so like having to fight her undead husband nope. yeah it's pretty rough yeah i i liked her showing up in the suicide squad movie but uh or suicide squad because the suicide squad is going to be the better version yeah but, uh, <laughs> yeah she it was i liked the actress and i was like cool like she's like she even like they have the scene of her talking to the sword it's just mm-hmm. so weird and awkward but it's perfect i yeah, bad i dig it and she i think in the animated series wasn't she uh batman like brave in the bold or something um i don't remember actually yeah i think actually she's been like in animated so a really really solid choice yeah i think she's great so is it my turn yeah that's you man okay so we've you know it's funny denny like i originally was like i'm gonna talk about lgbtq representation and then you were like i'm gonna do that angle and i was okay fuck <laughs> <laughs> so i i'm I'm going, so last time we did this uh, before, uh, I don't know what episode it was, but I was talking about, like, disabled characters, and I was like, you know, there's a lot of options there, and no, I'm not going to mention Daredevil. He's blind. We get it. Uh, but I, <laughs> I thought uh, a character that doesn't get enough love and actually does present, like, an interesting angle to uh, discuss, like, you know, representation would be Puck. Oh,
3: Puck,
0: Puck yes. is Alpha Flight.
2: Absolutely. A hundred percent. Puck is rad. Puck.
1: Puck, yeah, Puck.
0: is Yeah.
2: Yes, Puck. And
1: what 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 do you have against Puck Danny? That he's like a giant like his powers is pretty much like tossing a midget. Oh my god. Danny like, <laughs> Danny. He's just, Danny. He's just like, like gets thrown around like he's just a really big cannonball. Like and but his not powers is flying around. Like he just throws himself at people.
0: So puck literally is a dwarf that has no superhuman powers whatsoever. He's just yeah. a really good fighter and he's got acrobatic skills. Yet he's still
1: and Puck's he has like the beautiful. worst costume ever.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> well, originally, yes, but we we forgave Katana for her first monstrosity. So now he just wears like you know gray pants and like a a, a wife beater. <laughs> yep. You should also see his newest
2: outfits. Like his new outfits, he looks fucking sick. He looks so freaking good in his newest um, incarnations.
1: I feel like I his just, original costume was like, we're gonna name him Puck, so we're gonna try to make him look like a hockey puck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just think uh, Eugene Judd, like as as a dwarf, uh, does does you know the very possible that there are people who are dwarves. That, like, you know, and we're not talking Lord of the Rings stuff. We're talking about real humanity that, like, see him and they're like, man, he's, like, kicking ass right next to the alpha fly. And he has no powers whatsoever. Like, he's literally just, like, his fortitude and his will. And he also, like, is, his longevity. Like, he's he's Canadian from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And born in 1914, but still kicking ass, like, today. Uh, Joe, he does have powers, dude. <laughs> he he's he, he is super strong. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I didn't want to like burst your bubble and stuff, but he is he is super strong. He's strong, but I don't think it's like superhuman strength. you know what I mean? It's ten tons. Hey, okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's that's pretty strong.
0: Puck is awesome, and every time he shows up, I'm like motherfucking puck.
3: No, like, now
2: I, I I will say this. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. Yes, he should be on this list because Puck one, he's a dwarf, and I feel like in most you know most things there it's either funny or whatever. And I think um, Puck, however, in the comic books, like whenever he was with Wolverine, he was always portrayed as, that's the dude I want to go drinking with, because that guy is fucking
0: awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you could be best friends with him. Yeah. And I mean, seriously, like, okay, so when he encounters Submariner, Submariner is like, dude, I'm going to fight with you. <laughs> like, you're not fight against him, but like, I want you on my team. And Submariner hates everybody he does but like <laughs> like in secret wars too like he's the person that fights the hulk like okay like that's awesome because the hulk is freaking you know op yeah and just like i don't know like whenever whenever a writer uses puck if they use him well i'm like dude this is red and like dude. in the the uh immortal hulk stuff going on with puck is it's nice it's really good
2: Oh, he's in the Immortal Hulk right now.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love that they're still using Puck. He's so he, good. Good pull. I love well, Puck. He's so connected to Alpha Flight with like Canadian heroes. And like, if we really want to talk about representation, they don't all have to be American heroes because they can be Canadian heroes too. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I just I, I wanted to mention Puck because I think he's rad. That's
2: good. I'm glad you brought him up. Puck is awesome. I love that guy. Danny
0: yeah, doesn't like him so much, but that's okay. That's fine. He's entitled to his wrong opinions. <laughs> okay, Danny, who do you have that's better than Puck?
1: Okay, so who I have next is not going to be white and blonde. <laughs> eyed <White laughs> and blonde. Okay. This character, once they introduce her into the MCU, is going to blow up. This, this okay. person is going to hit representation right in the cojones. And that's American Chavez, Miss America. Oh, nice! She's part of the Young Avengers, a newer member. Uh, super strength, flight, uh, was it durability? She she is kick ass. She's a Latina. She is yep. a hell of a leader. You know, she's a, she's a solid ca- character, and again, visually amazing. I think her the the different outfits that they put her in. And designed for her have been awesome with the the mix of like her like urban background where she's from, but at the same time making her feel like standing out, making making it look heroic and just like a hoodie. Like, and she has like a real Luke Cage vibe where like she's very street level, but if she had to step up at a cosmic threat, like she definitely can. Right. Oh yeah,
2: for sure. She's even been with uh, Monica Rambeau, uh, uh, Spectrum. Uh, she's freaking awesome. That what a great pick. I can't believe I didn't come up with that one myself. <laughs> she's
1: so awesome. She's rad. Yeah, I'm yeah, surprised because I, I believe she's Puerto Rican. If I'm, if I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah. Ha, Take that
0: blue. <laughs> <laughs> I I really really love like the pick of America Chavez. Of uh, I would say of like one of the things like comics that like lately I've been thinking about just because I guess I'm an older man. I'm in my forties now, but she's a teenager, but she is drawn like she is not a teenager, and like when when I see it, I'm like, oh, I feel I feel complicated about this because I have daughters of my own, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like and it i think like characters like america chavez have really got me like thinking about like oh like maybe like teenage girls get to be like teenage girls like in comic books they don't have to don't have to be like yeah i don't know i think uh it's sort of like uh the donna troy and like diana prince you know what i mean like wonder girl she, she's drawn like she's wonder woman but she ain't <laughs> <laughs> yep. so, yeah
1: yeah I, I mean oh so fantastic
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, she literally, we talked about, like, uh, Billy and Teddy. She saves their asses several yeah. times. Yep. Yeah. And she, and she
1: also happens to be a lesbian.
0: Oh, and, that's and true. She, she is. She yeah. does. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of jokes about uh, Captain America being actually Captain Puerto Rico, because he only has one star. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and And she is none it. of those problematics, because she is Puerto Rican. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> she rocks it real well.
1: And I think once they introduce her onto the uh, on live action, she's going to be one of those kind of underdog characters that are just that are going to be the next kind of generation of heroes that we're going to be seeing for another ten years. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yep, for sure. I I I dig it. I dig it. Can you dig we're
0: it? I thing. can dig it. I can dig it. All right, so blue, it's up to you, man. So what a great segue into mine because
2: great. I thought Danny. I thought Dan- was going to steal my character because I'm also expecting her to come out into the MCU. And I was like, oh, no. Are are we going to have, like, the same character? But uh,
0: Korean-American Cindy Moon, Silk. Oh, you you stole my next one, Blue? (laughs) I knew somebody was going to have her. Dude, Silk is
2: awesome. awesome. So... um, um. um, she is basically Spider-Man because she was bitten by the exact same that spider that bit, Spider-Man, bit Spider-Man. So she's super rad.
0: Yeah, and and she's going to get a, some sort of television show her, according her, to that news Danny dropped.
2: Yeah, that's what I was uh, figuring. That's why I thought he was going to bring it up. Um, but Silk, she's she's freaking cool. And she was hidden away for a long time, like put away in a, um, some sort of facility some, and stuff to protect her from uh her, these people or whatever I or I forget exactly what the story was but uh when she came uh, back out she was like ready and she like was ready. had been training had with her powers and she can shoot the webs out of her fingertips, fingertips. And She's she's fucking cool oh and her her, her um uh, spider sense um, goes out further, sense goes further than further than Peter's does yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so okay, I didn't realize how much of an impact that she had when she first came out until I talked to a female Korean friend of mine who was like crazy about Silk. So the point I was just like, Whoa, what's, what's going on? She's go like, oh, no, you don't understand. I'm Silk. Like I have my representation. Like there's an awesome Spider Man character that I can relate to and I was just like, oh shit. Like it totally just went over my head until yeah, she like pointed yeah. out to me. Like it's it's and she also like doesn't come from like a, like a weird like background too. Like, wasn't she like
0: an assassin or something like that? In the what? Well, she starts what? off. She starts off as a teenager, just like Peter Parker. Yeah. Oh, okay. But then she gets kidnapped, and like some crazy stuff happens.
1: Yeah, because yeah. like unlike unlike Spider Man, like she doesn't give a fuck. Like she'll like cut a she'll cut a bitch. Like she don't care. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: also true, but that's because that's she was trained, trained for it. You know what I mean? For it. Uh, if I remember yeah. correctly, uh, she was trained for a number of years in with her powers. her powers. So unlike Peter, who had to do it all by himself, basically, she was like getting the training.
0: Yeah, and then there's like the really weird thing where because of like the shared like spider sense, like Peter and her are like really, really attracted to each other, even yeah. if they don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's problematic for Peter <laughs> and <Yep>. for her. <laughs> Yeah. So. I think uh I think it's really interesting. I I'm excited to see even if it's Sony not playing nice with MCU what they have planned for her.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
0: Yeah, and like you were saying Danny with the the representation and like people who are Korean American being like that's me. Like that's big. It's huge. Yeah, man. And she's in Agents of Atlas right now doing stuff and kicking ass and taking names, so that's oh, nice. That's, mm-hmm. And this like it's funny because people get really up in arms about Miles Morales, so we've talked about but like this predates Miles Morales, I'm pretty sure. She does. Uh
1: I'm pretty sure she does. Wait. I'm gonna say no. No, I'm pretty sure she does. No, I'm gonna say no. I think Miles Morales came out first.
0: Well, I'm 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 on the interwebs right now. So twenty fourteen is Silk. So when do we think Miles Morales is? Like two thousand two.
1: Or like two thousand
0: six. No. Yeah. Miles has been around for a minute. Ah, twenty eleven Miles. Okay, so it's afterwards. Thank you
2: internet. <laughs> Thank you internet. You proved that shit right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the silk is a really really uh, really really strong choice. I I I yeah.
1: Yeah, because you chose to. <laughs> so blue. It's a yes. Question. Okay. Do you would you rather draw silk or Spider-Man? Oh, 100% silk. All right. Yeah, silk is yeah, much
2: easier because she doesn't she doesn't have like the that big round head. And that's that's usually my problem. All I have to do for Silk is just find any kind of free-running position of a lady, put her in that position, and I'm done. I don't have to worry about clothing. All I have to do is worry about
0: hair. Perfect. Beautiful. Wonderful. Done. <laughs> okay. That sounded weird, but okay.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a good time to me, isn't it? if you're asking. <laughs>
0: I mean, I, I dig the red the red face mask. She was rocking the face mask before Corona made it cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, uh, that's good. But you know what? You did not mess up my mojo because I actually had a uh, – because I had a feeling Silk was going to come out. And I'm like, I have somebody that's uh, along the same lines. And it's a little bit of a deeper pull unless you realize that I've been watching Stargirl on uh, the, the DCW but uh, we're gonna talk about uh, the wildcat version that is Yolanda Montez. Mm. Yeah, so wildcat is a cool character in and of itself, but uh, yeah, Yolanda Montez is super dope. Like, she's she's not just like Mexican, like, she's immigrant Mexican. Yeah, she is, and uh, yeah, it's cool. She becomes part of the JLA with Stargirl. And uh and, and gets to suit and, and gets to fight Eclipso and uh do all sorts of stuff and she's like because she you know, she's willing to kill, you know. Oh yeah. Do they and ever dealing show the male stuff. one? Like,
1: yes. Okay.
0: Uh in in the Stargirl show you mean? Yeah.
1: An no, arrow. Oh, they show him an arrow?
0: Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. he was a giant douchebag and I hated that guy.
2: Oh
1: fuck <laughs> you, I love Wildcat. Fuck Wildcat, he's an asshole. Low Wild- he's like the Craven of good guys. That's why he's an asshole.
2: <laughs> fuck Craven and fuck well, Wildcat.
0: We're not talking about that version of uh, Wildcat. I'm glad. The blue doesn't so the like girl. The girl one is awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think I think that's another example, like Danny was saying in the last verse, like where they where they change it and it doesn't matter because it's awesome. Yeah. You know, just same as like Jaime with the uh, blue beetle. Like yeah, like why not? And well, I mean, and it, she was in comic books for a long time. I think New Fifty Two is when she started. Is it? I think so. Because it's it's with uh, Jeff Johns and like Stargirl. I think that's really where she gets like her start. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, I I think Yolanda Montez like really cool and like right now topical because there's a live action version of her in the Star Girl show, which you can watch all the episodes I think on the the DCW streaming something. <laughs> Yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got real silent there. I know. You're, you're well, more... uh, we... I think uh, we may have gone long enough for this Diversiverse episode, friends. Oh. Uh, I, I will give – I don't have any more – oh, I have more heroes I could mention, but I will give both of you an opportunity if there was one last hero you really wanted to mention on this episode.
1: Okay. Um, so my next up was going to be the daughter – of the immortal Vandal Savage, which is Scandal Savage. Um, She's part of the Secret Six. She has the ability to kind of uh, regeneration, and she was kind of like the quasi-leader. She was more like the tactician of the group, but Secret Six was just a fun series. Uh, I hate that they ended it. It really kind of, it's kind of the similar concept of Suicide Squad, except that was kind of they were doing it on their own. They weren't coerced by Amanda Waller or the government. There were just villains who were kind of trying to redeem themselves. Uh, and it had that suicide squad feel, especially because fucking people died in that book. So it, and I think it kind of had help reviving the suicide squad to what we see today. But uh, she's a fucking awesome character. She's a great fucking leader. She's the daughter of Vandal Savage, so she has a Thalia, a ghoul kind of vibe to her where she'll fucking cut you up. Yeah, she, like, yeah. Brazilian, right? Yes. Well, yeah. um, she's half, like, caveman and half... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so
0: she's Brazil-magnon. <laughs> oh, jeez.
2: <laughs> oh, I was going to say, Joe... Um, before my mic cut out um wildcat actually came out the female version in 1985
0: okay
3: yeah
2: isn't that crazy yeah it really is yeah
0: she's awesome yeah i think that scandal savage i mean whenever they do that sort of stuff and it's like the daughter of someone and they just come up with a clever name i'm like uh
1: but uh I've had plenty my... sons and daughters of that I fucking can't stand. But As, oh, yes. as a South American
0: villainess, or, a, I don't know, an anti-villain, if you will, like mm-hmm. she's she's interesting and she's worth mentioning. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, any last person for you, Danny, or uh, Blue? Uh, Mine was going to be Armor from the X-Men.
1: Ooh, Ooh such a good pick! Dude, nice. she
2: is freaking awesome. She's Hisako Chiki. Uh, she is Japanese and uh she has this her power is so fucking interesting because it's a psionic power but it can only like manifest itself in like one way as this giant suit of armor however she wants it to look at the time but this giant suit of armor that just completely encompasses her body like the only thing that could cut through it is adamantium as like wolverine's claws have tried to like get through before but the only thing that that stops wolverine from being able to kill her is that the rest of his body can't reach through the armor to cut her <laughs> and so she's just like yeah okay and then she just like knocks people out so she's she's fallen from like the upper stratosphere down to earth and just survived and got up and was like oh shit that was scary she can <laughs> blast people she's got superhuman strength uh, invulnerability, reflexes, the whole nine, and it's just because of this, you know, "quote unquote" armor that that is on her body. Uh, that's around. I think she's a super interesting character. Um, I haven't read too much about her because she is pretty new. Uh, well, you know, relatively speaking, she's pretty new. I think she came. Well, out, Grant Morrison. Yeah, uh, yeah. 2004, I think, is when she came out. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's that's still pretty pretty new, even though. Know, almost 20 years but um <laughs> <laughs> but still she's she's really awesome uh i think that uh she adds a lot and the fact that she's um a japanese born
0: uh, mutant i think that that was a good choice for this uh for this list well and she's important because like with the whole like scarlet witch like no more mutants like m-day like she's one of the mutants that actually keeps her mutant powers so that obviously she- the writers thought she was cool enough to like Keeper Mutanty. <laughs> <laughs> it's because she's so interesting. Like, you don't see a power like that. It's so ridiculous. I think the most interesting thing about her is, like, when I first saw it, I was like, this is anime. Like, this is literally <laughs> yeah. them bringing anime into, like, the yeah. Marvel world. Yeah. yeah, so,
1: yeah. So. And she hangs, still- she hangs out with Shark Girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's also under the tutelage of Wolverine, So she's one of the the elite you that essentially is taken under wing la jubilee and rogue and and kind of like mentor them yeah. so she's kind of like dominant character in X-Men as they're kind of setting her up to become kind of like a future leader of the group
0: let's just be real this, every every time I a female like, like connects herself Kend- to Wolverine, you're like, ooh, be careful, be careful. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's like 100% true. Because Sabretooth likes to kill all of them. Yeah.
2: He almost and he would have killed, uh, killed uh, Jubilee, Jubilee, too, had she not been a vampire.
0: vampire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, comics. I love that so much. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. All right, well, guys, uh, I, think yeah. we, I think we did a good job covering some more... Uh, Diverseverse. Yeah, man. We got nineteen heroes. Nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, what I thought we were going to end up with, especially this far into the diver- diverseverse. Oh, and I, I still, my list
0: is still strong. I was looking at it while you guys were talking. I'm like, we're good. Well, okay. uh, final thoughts, friends. Go for it. Uh, I think uh, representation, as uh,
2: Danny pointed out from uh, his Korean friend, who actually saw, you know, a hero for her. Uh, is very important, because I know that feeling personally, and I gotta say, it's, it's a very powerful feeling to see yourself, like, in a hero, and to be able to relate and be like, ah oh, you know, I can see me as that person, and, like, think of something greater than what I am now. But to see, like, other people also seeing what greatness can come from you, I think is even bigger than just from yourself. You know what I mean? And I know we always say, you know, you got to look in in on yourself in order to, like, find, you know, your own strengths and stuff like that. But it's also really important because we are such creatures of uh, social creatures, you know, to be able to see the connection that other people can see that greatness within us, too. It's, it's almost validating, like, we exist. You know what I mean? And I think that's really important for uh, a lot of kids growing up right now, especially in this time with all this stuff with garbage going on right now, you know, it it kind of feels like a lot of people are being invalidated a lot of the time. And, you know, you, you get to see these heroes and inclusion. And if we, uh, as our little team here are able to actually bring out characters that maybe you guys didn't know, I think it's a great thing. Maybe you guys can see a little bit of yourselves in some of these characters.
0: Well said.
1: That was beautiful. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have anything to add to that. That was good. (laughs) I I think it's important in that, what, going adding on to what Blue said, is to understand to to that not everything's made for you as an individual or selfishly, right? Yeah, you know it's good to have multiple characters from multiple backgrounds and multiple identities. If you don't relate to one, that's fine. There's no hidden agenda that they're trying to force on you. What they're trying to do is give that other person who can relate to that character someone that they can look up to and see themselves and, you know, the possibilities and potentials that they could reach if there's a character that they can see that can humble them for to, to be a better version of themselves. And that's what these characters are for. It, it, it's okay if you don't like or like Puck or or other character because you know, you don't like how they look, whatever, but they're not made for you. They're they're made for that person who looks at that character and goes like, That's me. I can relate that you know, I see myself as Silk. I see myself as the Ray or as Spawn or whatever it is because those are the target audience that these characters were made for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that's really I mean Wow, you guys are insightful mother truckers <laughs> <laughs> I mean like i'm I'm literally just looking at the list and there's like so much here like you know we we talked to you know with hercules or whatever like if somebody's like white or like blonde hair blue eyes but like the real reality in like today's world is you know some people could be like you know what is like straight passing or whatever and like oh you're you're in the heteronormative world, but if you don't feel like you're a part of it and all of a sudden you see a character like a wiccan or or hercules or a constantine and like all of a sudden like they speak to a part of you that like feels as an outsider and you get to get to have that like you know hero like you can be heroic that that really means something and like i i really appreciate just us like you know pointing out these different you know characters because there's a chance someone listening is like who the fuck is Puck? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then like I'm not gonna say like you're gonna see Puck and like all of a sudden a Canadian dwarf is gonna speak to you, but he might. <laughs> and uh or who who's Yolanda Montez or, you know, any of these characters that we've mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. There there's more and and while you joke like, oh, I don't know how we could keep this going, Danny, you know we're we're far from done. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that's
1: true. And, yeah, and there's... another thing I like about these characters besides Iceman is that these differences aren't like thrown in your face. Like they mm-hmm. aren't like openly like would gay. They're not caricatures. They yeah. just happen to be. But most of all, what they are is they prove themselves by their actions, and they happen to be wherever they're from or whoever they are, but they always step up to, you know, to do the best for society and for the general public to, you know, the, the best that they can.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I'll say on my list of heroes that we're going to talk in future, I've got 24 more people that I've highlighted. Nice. So I'm, I'm 100% positive that there, there will be more diverse diverse coming friends. And I appreciate you joining us for all this. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Sorry about any technical difficulties or weird or wonky recordings here. <laughs> it just is what it is. <laughs> it's one of the natures of doing these Skype recordings, too. Like, it's much easier when we can all be, like, in person. But that's just not the way the world is right now. So do the thing. Uh, you want to email laugh it laughitupfuzzballpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, go on the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group. Plug, plug, plug. As long as you're not a pedophile or a horrible spammer, you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> at Wookie Riot Twitter and Instagram at BlueWolfD is Blue Stuff or Wolf D on Twitter. Danny doesn't do any of that. Uh, Anchor.fm slash Laugh It Up Fuzzball is the main uh, page for the podcast, and uh, we appreciate you joining us while we while we talk about this stuff. I appreciate my friends that let my uh, cisgender, hetero, white ass uh, talk about characters that aren't me. <laughs> although i'm i'm honestly the the worst white wookie you'll ever meet uh <laughs> it, it is what it is <laughs> i'm just way too too uh self-effacing i suppose i don't know yeah you, you guys got anything left
2: Ah, oh, man that's it i mean all
0: right yeah well we appreciate you and we'll catch you on the next episode ttfn blue Danny the Deuce, and uh, Joe the Wookiee Riot, out. So then I look at this guy, right? And what I say is, wrecked
1: him. Danny or killed him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in post. We'll... <laughs> <laughs> uh, should, uh, are you still recording? or are we... I think you should pause the recording for you to fix your audio there. Handsome. We'll fix it in post. Or not. <laughs> we'll fix it in post no bro you you i heard that but i've been haven't heard anything else
0: <laughs> do you think you could recreate it i yeah. don't know
1: where, where did could. we leave off or are we just gonna start over like i have no idea where we got cut off
0: i have no idea either I'm, I'm trying to save what we had before but i'm gonna have to like go in and try to edit and connect so why don't I think we were totally solid until the point where you were talking about like your picks <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Well, I, I think all of your to I think all your Tchalla stuff like came through fine,
1: uh-huh. but
0: I don't think any of the Bobby Drake stuff did. Oh, that sucks.
1: So, so do you want to just start at the picks?
0: Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Oh my god! All right, my All right, here we go. I'm
1: good at winging I don't know if I can. <laughs> oh no! Problem. Now he's breaking up. Re-
2: we'll fix it in post. I'm breaking up. Yep, you're breaking up now.
1: Um, Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> that was better. <laughs> Danny,
0: just just start with the uh, just like well, my first pick is, and then go, and I'll I'll figure out how to get this this madness together. <laughs> All right,
1: just give me give me the countdown, and I'll start. Three, two, one. We'll fix it in post.